Nick or Kyle, since you guys are guests, do you want to try the intro? If I knew the intro. It's, it's, we, we made it, uh. Um, John figured it we, out last time. We, we made it, we made it smaller. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. That's, that's Every time cringe. he says it, I kind of, I kind of want to beat you up. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cringe. <laughs> I was, you agreed I was, to this, Matt. Yeah, it was a fever You dream. took advantage I, I of kept, him. I kept, I kept reading N-words afterwards. And you what about them. where niche is nice? No. That's worse. No, I'm pretty sure that's worse. Yeah, Nisha's neat makes me want to hit you. Nisha's <laughs> nice makes me want to fuck you. And not in a nice way. It's like a sexual tone to it. Like if I was a high schooler, Nisha's neat would be like, ugh. And, well, okay, and Nisha's you... nice would be gay. Okay, well, do, do you guys have any bright yeah. suggestions? No. Here in Fourth Time to Charge, every week's a bright new concept. So I want you guys to have a new concept. Is, is this a really new though? concept? It is because we're having you guys workshop. This a is the opposite of. Is this going to be I mean, in the I mean, podcast yeah. where we workshop a new intro? Yeah. So n <laughs> niche niche is is the central way to define the media me and Ben cover, whether it's the wrestling, the movies, or the music. This is the and, dumbest shit. <laughs> and we want something to correspond well with it. And and Ben pick neat. No, that that's I mean, right there. That's have you guys been doing this right for like there, the past like four weeks? Huh. Have you guys been doing this for like the past four weeks? What, the niche is neat thing? No arguing about it. <laughs> no, we we talked about it twice and then Ben committed and I didn't say anything until now. Yeah. Yeah, last week we, we did it once. It was and nice. Matt said nothing like a like no, a it's neat. bitch. I wanted to let it marinate. I had to go back yeah. and listen to it on Spotify and feel see how bad it felt. And how bad did it feel? It's not too bad, but it definitely is like. It's not uh, good anymore. It would it would make a great neat patch. We could do like a nine inch nails like cover logo, yeah. except under it it says niche is neat. All right, I'm into it. I'm back. I'm back in. I'm back -da -da -da. in. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt, and we have two beautiful co-stars today, Nick and Kyle. Guys, it's time for the mid-year roundup. How are we feeling today, Matt? I feel wonderful. I just stretched my quads for an hour straight, and there were so many knots of them, I didn't think my legs were going to work. Nick! I am very full and very excited to be here. I just had a wonderful Korean uh, beef bowl that as I was cooking, more people progressively showed up and the kitchen got fuller and fuller, which made me more and more stressed. But now we're here. What, was it made out of real Korean? Yes, exclusively. I, I sourced it from Korea. So it has dog. Okay. I need more nachos. And so, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa. already. God, we just oh. started. You're supposed to tell us how you feel. <laughs> I Think feel about like I need more nachos and whiskey. Brent, no, no, you need to you need to give us your energy right now. This is fourth. We times do the not charm. condone drinking and driving here at Fourth Times the Charm. But I'm at home. <laughs> Topical. Oh. The only place you can drive, Kyle, is in Northern Ireland. Well, we're off to a great Tough start. Up. Before we head into our annual mid-year roundup, which feels weird to say, I want to hear it's about the one thing. Each of you guys have done within the last week. Let's start with Kyle. 
Something Kyle. interesting, please. What's something uh, interesting you did this week? Went to an art show. Yeah. What, what, what kind was, of art what was, was it? the theme? Uh, my grandfather. Oh and, hell yeah! And, okay. Wait, what, yeah, so, um, so basically, all my aunts and my mom got together, put on our show at Waukegan uh, for Art Walk, which is their monthly like art festival. Well, that's awesome. Like, yeah, it was down by the marina. Hung out. My what kind of what kind of what kind of artwork does your uh, grandpa do? Uh, mostly painting oils. Like, oh well, yeah. So is he like a landscape guy, or is he doing? Every, he, he's done everything. He's done stills, okay. uh, abstract. You have to you have to send me a picture. You have to send us a picture of one, and we'll include it in this week's Instagram post. All right, I'll take the picture. Yeah, I'll send to you. All right. Yeah. Well, shout out to your grandpa. Can we buy his artwork? Grandpa, you mean? Grandpa. Grandpa. Great grandpa. Unfortunately, not. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, brought to you soon by by fourth time to charm art dealers. Um. But so, Nick, we've now known one thing wonderful about Kyle's week. Tell us something wonderful about your last week. Well. Something interesting. The other day, I went to a wonderful restaurant called Sushi Sushi San to celebrate my graduation from university. (laughs) And it is hands down the best sushi I've ever had in the States. It was incredible. What separated this sushi from other sushis you've had? It tasted fresh, like actually fresh, (laughs) which it's like, damn, Nick, like shouldn't all sushi be fresh? You would think so. But no, this was like actually fresh sushi made by people who clearly knew what they were doing. It wasn't like those half-assed rolls or anything. Did you get any of the hand rolls? Uh, No, actually. We all got uh, sashimi. Okay. (laughs) Easy for you to say. Hey, Nick, if you had one thing from there that you would suggest people eat what would it be the 12 piece sashimi combo because most of the time it's different when you go it's really whatever they have on on tap for the lack of a better phrase hell yeah brother and this 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 restaurant's located in downtown chicago for everybody out there who's wondering uh, highly recommend visiting it it's uh, got a lot of a lot of addition things nearby too to do and go and eat at good fire cake donuts are over there as well chai town strong let's cuddle them cubbies all right oh, man what have you really two the last week are we, are we are we gonna sock them socks um uh well i two two things i got two things uh one just happened once from the last week um last i saw the film uh men by alex garland um, a fantastic new addition to the sci-fi, or not sci-fi, uh, like atmosphere horror A24 style thing. Nick, of particular interest to you, it is a movie that captures the hypnotic nature of 1973's The Wicker Man um, in a very modern tone um, in a way I think you would greatly appreciate. Um, ben, it has Robotine level special effects in it um, that genuinely blew me away uh kyle it's got great cinematography and i know you like pretty pictures yes i do um the other thing that happened i i I highly recommend see that movie about four out of five on the scale um the other thing that happened and ben's ben's face that he's making right now is actually similar to what happened i was in the car and i saw a mother and her daughter in the vehicle behind me through my rearview mirror and it looked like they were arguing, and there was traffic, so I was staring. And at one point, the 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 daughter 
kind of Ben looks at her and is like, and like clearly makes the expression, but mom, I was doing this and this, and then proceeded to mime blowjob gestures. Oh, amazing. I swear to to her too. Did did she cup the balls too in, in the miming? Uh, so no. Um, and she, she did the gesture and explained it. And then her mom went from shocked to disappointed. And then she looked over at her like physical display and she just kind of shook her head and literally stuck her hand up and went like, and like started explaining with her hand in like a cupping in a cupping position. And then was like, it was like it, the, the, the view I got was, well, you clearly have to do this. Like, how did you not know? No wonder this all fell apart. It was, it was a beauty. And the daughter was just like, like looks so genuinely happy that her mom responded so nicely to, to her escalating into describing apparently the blowjob she gave. And it, uh, it, to me, it was a beautiful family moment. I also went to a wedding this weekend, but that was a more family moment than that one. That was my, that was my family moment of the week. Now, Ben, tell me about something interesting you did this week or potentially a family moment. I feel like I've lived a hundred lives over the span of that, uh, discussion. (laughs) Uh, so yesterday, uh, for our anniversary, uh, my fiance and I went to Revive, which is a dinner circus show. Um, is this the like work shoot show? Kind of like we talked about the wrestling idea where there's like a, it's it's actually very close to that. It's essentially a live performance across three catwalks and the catwalks also are where your food is placed. So it was a three course prefix meal with contortionists. Uh, no, it has a E on the end. So you pronounce the prefix. Don't, don't, don't start. Prefix. Anyway, thanks, Matt. So, uh, so it was a three course meal with canapes. Uh, there was a beautiful filet mignon on a, uh, with, with truffle on a bed of, uh, of, uh, polenta. Uh, they had a chicken liver mousse pate mixed with cranberry sauce. That was pretty bizarre. Uh, fried, uh, artichoke hearts. A brownie for dessert, a watermelon gym salad. Real wide range. Uh, it was made by Chef Neil Frazier, who wow. was actually on site and was preparing the was hors he, d'oeuvres for the evening. So was he one I, of the contortionists? No, no, he was oh. the chef. But he's he's <laughs> one of, he's one of like the big TV chefs. But I talked to him. He was very friendly. <laughs> so go Neil, Chef Neil. Yeah, the Shout actual the actual performance. It's it's a lot of like, like a woman stands on top of a man's head and then climbs a telephone pole that he also puts on his head, or a guy traditional carnival stuff, right? Yeah, or like a guy freestyles on top of a hoverboard as it's spinning around. Oh, that one! All right, option one was great. <laughs> option two is something. It was I a range. It was a range. There, there were a number of just straight up is, contortionists so, who so like does put everyone themselves sit in a spinning cube. Yes, so, it's, okay, it's, so, so it's scheduled seating. So they do like two seating scheduled tonight, seating, 
scheduled show. The yeah, courses okay. are served at like specific points. Yeah. They bring people in from the crowd. The only disappointment for me is that you had like a regular LA crowd, which are people who go to watch entertainment and not participate. Mm. And even at the start, they're like, you guys should be loud and rowdy. Please. Oh, no. Like there's something called PWG. Like you guys should be like that. And they're like, we're, they didn't say that, but that was essentially oh. what they were saying. Yeah. The they crowd's were like, like be an indie wrestling crowd, please. Yeah. Like if they had a PWG crowd, there would yeah. have been show of a lifetime as it was very good very unique experience matt it would be right up your alley oh you uh, yeah i've seen yeah. You, you can I think say I sent this to you on instagram at one point you, you can like say sweet nothings to the peoples they perform and they respond back it's oh incredible yeah I, they encourage you to they encourage the two, you if... actively to flirt with the performers that's a little weird yeah, you had you last... had me until flirting well, with the performance. Heck, well, it, I'm okay with heckling. It's sort of like that Cirque du Soleil about sex. Like imagine sure, yeah, that, okay, but like fine. dinner in a circus. So it is sexual. In yes, nature. it's definitely sexual. I don't know how I feel about being sexually I think you aroused. Took Rebecca all to a strip club. No, no, they Are kept you... they they kept at least something on. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, less old now. <laughs> Um, on that note, is everyone ready to talk about some metal? It's not just metal this time. Yeah, it's it's not, it's and like uh, we're going to talk about that. It's we're going to talk about that. There's it's some the mid-year roundup 2022. Let's dive in. Piano solo. Welcome to Fourth Times to Sharp, everybody. This is the mid-year roundy, our review of the year's best music so far, as classified by three people who have somewhat similar opinions, where the list is then curated by a man who has less of a valid opinion than the three of us, because that's how this friend group has worked since we formed, and we do not diverge from the norm. Ben, Kyle, Nick... All of us have listened to these albums. We will be hearing Ben's beautiful uh, list from the worst to the best. Now, within that being worst to best, all of these are fantastic albums. All of the albums we're going to talk about today have been critically well-reviewed and uh, represent a general level of quality. Um, and the important thing to remember as i told a gentleman on our instagram subjectivity is a beautiful thing now ben in the in the name of getting right into it your face looks a little a little perturbed i want one prediction out of you before we begin who who are you gonna make the most upset what who do you predict before we before ben doesn't know who picked which albums basically probably you matt oh fantastic Oh, I'm ready. I have a feeling what we're going to start it's, the bottom it's, of our list with. It's either going to be you or Kyle, I feel like. Because I feel... Man, I, do I hope it's Kyle? I, I'll i be honest. I feel like, Nick, the picks that I feel like are your picks, I don't think we're in my bottom. Wow. Shit, this, or in this my is like, gonna bottom be, bottom. This is going to be my episode. Damn, I'm feeling good. Probably let's go. Means it's going to be worse than yeah, usual, right. actually. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to... So yeah, we're going to cut let's... right to it, but I'm going to do something different this time. All right, Ben. I am going to reveal 
my number one pick and my number 15 pick last. Oh, okay. So we're going to start at 14, work our way down through two, and then we'll have two albums, one of which will be my album of the year and the other one will be my the the bottom. Your char- your uh your house into the street. And I need you guys to know that my bottom album is a 1 out of 5. And Shoot. my top album is a perfect five stars. Damn, God, if you, the there's, there's, a, there's a set of albums on this list that if you give five stars, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I'm done. There's like some I can accept. There's some on here I can fully accept, even ones that aren't mine. But there are some. <laughs> so uh, um, <laughs> so let's, let's kick things kicking. off, not with our bottom one but the album that i was most bored with um i i i would just like to say i don't think any of these bands are bad but <laughs> except for the ones except for the, one the last one <laughs> even that one i don't think they're bad i it, it, it's just everything i actively dislike in music um whereas with this next one, I thought it was perfectly fine, but it did absolutely nothing for me. And Kyle, I have a bad feeling this one's yours. I'm not sure. Number 14 out of 15, it is Wilderun Epigon. Wow. So this is actually not a Kyle pick. This is one of our two... Um, uh, random picks from outside of the, really? of the main group. Yeah. All to right. The point where I forgot well. to pull up their Metal Archives page. Uh, real quick, just as a quick introduction to Wilder Run, this is Wilder Run's fourth studio release, their album Epigon. Is that how you would say it, Ben? I guess. Like yeah, they're, they're a, ep, yeah, they're a band from Boston, Massachusetts, and they play a symphonic folk kind of epic style of metal. Yeah. Uh, so, so Ben, what did you uh, tell us? What you thought of this album? Um, I wrote down it was too slow and emo for me, and that when it goes hard, it doesn't go hard enough. There, oh, there's, wow! Really? There's, yeah. There's a part in it where the way they structured the audio makes it sort of sound like an oncoming storm, and I yeah. like that part. But beyond that, I, I mean, it was like. It was like throwing, I don't know, olive oil onto vinegar. Like, nothing was sticking. Mm, respect. Just, I gave it a 3 out of 5. I don't think it's bad, <laughs> but I thought it was... It, 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 I have. I just have nothing to write home about it. Uh, Ki- uh, Kyle, I know you were a... Uh, you were also a fan, like I was, of... Uh, Wild Run's 2019 and 2015 albums. What yes. do you think of this one? I was heavily disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did not hook me in whatsoever. Uh, why would you start a metal album with uh, folk music? Like just straight acoustic guitars? I, I don't understand. Why? And man, I'm I'm interested in your opinion of some other albums on this. List. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got opinions. And in the second song, Wool Gatherer, there is like a harmonic with 
the clean vocalist and the guitar that made it sound like everything is terrible, like 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 a certain harmonic that you would get out of like the 80s or 90s, like on uh, also uh, what's it called? Reading Rainbow. Um, Reading Rainbow. Oh yeah, yeah. it yeah. does have that, doesn't it? Yeah, Deep Reading Rainbow vibes here. Yeah, it throws me way the fuck off, and I just don't like it. But the metal parts are good. That's it. Nick. More of the same, or yeah, more or less. I mean, like I enjoyed the first couple songs, to be honest, and then like it just kind of stopped being interesting and just slowed mm. down way more than it already was. It like kind of brought me back in Distraction One, Two, and Three. I kind of, I kind of like yeah. that trilogy of songs. But yeah, I mean, y'all kind of share my sentiment. It's, eh, I think it's fine. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of not this album, <laughs> but of the band in general. Um, all three of their previous releases have been have ended up in my albums of the year, at least in my like top 15. Um, this one, I, I, I'm kind of with Kyle. It's kind of a disappointment, but I, I think I got a lot more out of it than it sounds like the rest of the bunch. Um, this is my kind of atmosphere. Um, what, Ben? What's that facial? No, I can I'm see just, your face. I'm, ju- now. I'm just happy we all agreed on this. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. it was like Fine. this. This. This was like my on my reordering of the list. It was like 13. Um, it's good. Actually, no. This, this actually came a little higher, but that's only because I was more bored by a couple other releases from, <laughs> that I am pretty sure someone picked. Um, but <laughs> um, but it was good. I will say this is my favorite one, two, three track of the uh, of the list here. Really? Um, there's another one, two, three that comes up later um, that I almost crashed my car. Um, but we'll get to that. Really? Okay. Wow. Oh, oh no. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, that's so that to wild to wild run. Great job, Ben. Your yeah. final scores are three out of five. Um. So next one, uh, I actually had the least to write about with this band. Um, I. I pretty much forgot about it as soon as I listened to it, but I thought it was fine. And that was Dark Her, The Buried Storm. Yeah, Dark Dark Her is another wild card pick. Wow, so I got um, both to start. Yeah, both to start. These Bam. Both of these albums were uh, records of the month over on Angry Metal Guy. Well, they um, shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people feel that way. Uh Darker is an American art, I believe American. It slipped. It doesn't say where she's from. Oh, she's from the UK. So, uh, yeah, Darker is a as a solo artist from the UK. Um, she kind of plays atmospheric doom. Um, this yeah. this album, upon review and why people thought it was a good album, um, it's noted for its very mournful doom atmosphere that presents kind of a wailing, very forlorn experience um it's almost more soundtracky than it is an album um mm. but it's meant to be laced with the doom aesthetic and uh ben what did you think of this album i thought it was fine um yeah. it, it just really didn't capture me i thought it was all good i thought it was competent but i listened to it and i started on the album after it and i immediately just phew, didn't remember anything from it <laughs> yeah it's a pretty thin release um it was also in my bottom fi- bottom five uh it's it's i like i like creepy stuff and i listened to this while driving with headphones on and so it was 
kind of it was like a very meditative experience um but even of all the albums on this list this was probably my least favorite meditative experience um nick kyle did you got uh how'd you group with this one i well i liked it i mean i yeah. didn't i didn't love it but i liked it it's it there's another album we're going to be talking about we're going to have a similar opinion in that like i enjoyed listening to it but it's like you kind of have to listen to the whole thing and if you're not going to listen to the whole thing it's like i don't really want to listen to it again yeah that's kind of how wild run is sometimes too where it's like if you don't get the whole experience you're kind of like what are you doing yeah i will say i adore her voice though she has an incredible voice oh my goodness Mm. um but the second best female vocals on the list uh yes i agree um but yeah, for the rest of the album, like, like I said, it was good. But I mean, as far as like Doom, whatever it is that they play, <laughs> uh, there's other bands that do it better. And there are more that have like, they kind of capture the same atmosphere, but are more yeah. captivating. Guile, anything, any of the final words on Darker's The Buried Storm? I got nothing. It really didn't do much for me at all. So, sorry. All right. Kyle and Ben Power Hour today. Y'all, y'all mind um, building. Yeah. yeah. All right. The so that I gave a three and a quarter. This next one I already gave. I also gave three and a quarter. Who? Well, um, let's go back. Who do you think this album is, is? Before you say the name, who do you think it is? Now that we've gotten both the wild cards out of the way, everything else is one of the three of our picks. Some of them are both, you know, people. But I feel like I, this feels like a Matt four or five pick. Um, but okay, I feel okay. like I'm going to say it and you'll be like, what the fuck? You thought that was me. We'll so see. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, so this band I liked, but I felt like I wanted to run a sprint and it was giving me a jog, um, which was interesting because I, I looked at the band name and I was like, oh, wow, Hoth is I, i've heard of hoth and ah, then I'm listening yes. to it i'm like you know this oh it's half the wish.com <laughs> version of hoth like what it, i mean it, they were fine you know i don't want you know i'm not saying they're a knockoff but i'm saying the name like come on come on a little, a little um, on the nose so to speak yeah i like the cover art um yeah cover art's I, awesome but I, I wish the cover art they gave more detail because if they if um if the guy who did the Ungfell cover art did his interpretation sure. yeah. of this cover art it would be baller uh, but yeah. he didn't do it. So um, this this Ben uh, yeah. is actually a Kyle pick. Sorry Kyle. No, it's okay. <laughs> this is this was number five on my list anyway. So, so Kyle, tell tell us about half. Uh, so they are a progressive black and death metal band from New Jersey. They like to sing about. Lyrical content is Dark Fantasy and Dark Souls. Yeah, oh, this is the Dark Souls band, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like this album. It was, I thought it was good. It's kind of up my alley when, I, when it comes to black and death metal, in my opinion. Uh, very groovy. Also critically very well received. Yes. Um, yeah, it's not like genty or anything. It's very kind of in your face. Good solos, great guitar, uh, good drumming. I can't argue. With it. Well, it looks like, it looks like looks like Nick's got some strong feelings over here. Uh, Nick, what did you think of Path's 
2022 release. All that was promised. How fucking dare they sully Dark Souls' good name? How dare they? Well, but in, in all seriousness, like, I don't like half. Like, I never have. I don't like their yep. style. I don't like their lyrics. I don't like the guy's voice. Like, I just don't like half. And, like, they have, like, in the album, there are moments, like, to Kyle's point, like, there are some solos where I'm like, ooh, I can bop to this. And then they kind of get back to their shtick, and I'm just like, all right, cool. When can I, like, they not did do to this that? Album? Yes. There's, like, certain points where they have a really good riff going, and I'm imagining in my mind where they can go, and they're like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. It's very WWE of them. It's yeah. like, look at what we could do, but we're not gonna. So, so this. This is one of the albums, I will say, that it's placement on the list, like in the order, if you listen to the playlist in the order I posted it in, was an album that did a lot more for me than I expected because it came after two other albums. <laughs> and I feel that. I was very excited for something with a bit more brevity, um, something <laughs> with a bit more speed to it. Um, and I liked, I Hath's 2020 album was maligned for not being very very good because their first album was fucking awesome um and i feel like this is good it's to me this is this is like demigod era behemoth but they just do that and they kind of just stick to that kind of bombasticy black and death metal um it is a little unexciting at times um, to your guys' point, where it kind of drops, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily drop the ball, but it kind of like loses the narrative that it had. But it shows the you there's a ball, yeah. but we can't buy it. It's, it's like, Chekhov's gun, but it happened. That happens in like the beginning of the movie, and it never pays off. But it's still very good. It's uh, like musically, it's very enjoyable for my kind of death metal taste. I can agree tastes. with that. I don't know, man. I feel like because kind of like what I said earlier, it's like they have these moments where it's like, hey, look, we could do this fun, good thing. And they do it for 30 seconds. Like, yeah, but no, we're actually just going to keep doing this other thing for the whole album. Even though we got a little bit of bop in here, we ain't got no time for bop. We just got our standard friggin' black and death. Yeah. Just not, it's, I was going to say nonsense is not nonsense, but it's, in my opinion, it's also not like unique. Like, I feel like it's just more black and death than I've heard before. Like it's just black and death, and I'm like, great. I could listen to other much better black and death. See, I, I, I don't feel the same way on that, but I feel the exact same way about another album, which we're gonna talk about later. Um, well, I, I, I feel like our next album, Matt. If there was any album, I'd be like, this is Matt's. This is one of those albums, and I say that because my note for it was nothing I haven't heard before, which means it pretty much has to be a Matt album. Uh, and yeah, that is, I mean, and that is Heltek Vad. Yeah. Morgan Roden's El Vedisher. Yes. Um, this was my number five album on my I, list as well. I gave this, it's probably more like a three and a half. I thought it was good and solid. Uh, it just didn't knock my socks off, but I liked it. I mean, and and uh, to your, to your credit, Ben, that was kind of the critical reception it got. Um, I was very torn uh, between what mel what melodic black metal album I was going to put on my list because four very good ones have come out this year already. We'll talk about another one later. Um, but this was a uh, really fun 
Um, one thing that um, I think that set it different than the rest of the medieval black metal, one that's on this list, two that's come out this year, and three in the general pantheon of medieval black that you've listened to quite a bit of, Ben and Kyle and, and Nick have as well, is that it doesn't it doesn't overcommit to the bombast, and it doesn't overcommit to the ambiance, and kind of just commits to the, like, we're going to have a good fucking time, but we're all going to be really sad, and everyone's going to be dead, but we're just going to do that. And it kind of had, like, a little bit of a purity to it that was refreshing in a sea of, like, epic, bombastic, atmospheric uh, medieval black metal. Or the um, the album that almost took its place, which was uh, Moonlight Sorcery. Um, and the only reason it didn't is because that album's a bit more of, like, a, a, a Moonlight Sonata kind of time versus the, like kick you in the face time that uh health of god has um just a quick quick note on them they are a band from copenhagen so they are danish um and this is their this is their debut album uh nick kyle what were your uh nick you looking great for some uh opinionation yeah i actually really like this album this this almost made my top five that i submitted it was between this one and uh another one that we will be talking about later and I really kind of like what you said about this album because you kind of, it, it's grounded. It really feels grounded in black metal. It doesn't have, like you were saying, that bombastic nature that yeah. one of the other albums we're going to be talking about that's really prevalent in not only mellow black, but like medieval black metal as well. They tend to yeah. get a little dancey <laughs> and big, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. That's, it's, that's genuinely how I prefer my black metal. But this one, it kind of had a bit of that, that cult, that, that, that cult spice to it. Yeah. And yeah, and this and and, and it, it has just enough medieval instrumentation because it's kind of just on the first song. It's just kind of it kind of sets the tone, and then it just kind of bounces your way through the rest of it. Uh, Kyle, what did you think of Celtic Vads? I thought it was good. Um, I liked how it opened up, you know, with the the lute and pan flute and all that fun stuff. Then just goes straight into it, and it was great. Um, and you know, it just was consistent all the way through. Like I said. Guess that doesn't overcommit to anything, and it's great. Yeah, and, and and Ben, not everyone, just like you, some people thought this album just kind of happened. Uh, you know, it, it widely got about three out of fives to uh, four out of fives, depending on the source. Uh, but this was a, uh, a shout out to the Order of the Black Arts on Facebook for introducing this album to me, um, as well as a couple of the other ones we're gonna talk about. Uh, any final words on Celtic um, Avad, Ben? Nope. These are some uh, Danish bros. They're Dane yeah, some Danish bros. Uh, next up, this feels like a Kyle pick because it felt a little more emo-y. Yeah, the fact that these albums are ahead of this. Um, <laughs> it just, Matt, I feel like if I was listening to it on a different day, maybe it could rank a bit higher. Like, like these middles are all kind of... Yeah, they're, 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 it's, a, it's a pack, but I, I'm yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah, uh, but the next one is "Hymn to the Willful Hearts" by Pure Wrath. <sighs> yeah, I, Kyle. Yeah, I uh, I I called it Undertaker metal. Okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah, <laughs> Matt disagrees. Nick's giving like a half nod. Um, I I I thought it sort of got a little samey as it went on, but I liked the sound that it did have for like mm. you know 
before it got old. Um, yeah. So Kyle, Kyle, tell us who Pure Wrath is. Tell us about this album and what your thoughts on it are. Yeah, so Pure Wrath is a one-man black metal project from Indonesia, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, don't really see a lot of metal in that area to begin with. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Southeast Asian and Asian black metal scene is very niche, even more neat than our normal kind of niche. Yeah. Um, so in that in itself, I thought was impressive considering the limited scope that he has. Uh, <laughs> and I just thought it was just consistent through. Uh, I like the symphonic parts in there. Uh, and the instrumental at the end was, I thought was a nice cap. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think Nick and I might have similar opinions on this one. Um, this kind of left me hanging. Uh, he kind of like, and I think it might be a limitation maybe of his, what he has available to him. Uh, but I felt like this could have been so much more because it was pitched to me when I first heard it as like Indonesian black metal. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I listened to some Ghana and black metal once and that was super unique. And it had like Ghanic instrumentation and like some cool vibes. And this is just an Indonesian dude making black metal. Um, and it was cool. But like, I got, it got monotonous and I and not in the hypnotic way that I like. Yeah, and Nick, did you, what did you think of this uh, release? It, it was black metal. Yup. That's, yeah. that's basically it. It's, I mean, it, it was, I think Ben said it earlier about a different album, but it was nothing I haven't heard before. They, yeah. they didn't really, or that he, was, that was the one before this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Time is an illusion. But uh, this, he he just didn't do anything unique or special. Like, he just yeah. made black metal. I mean, it's good black metal, yeah. but, like, <laughs> it's black metal. I mean, there's not really much more to say about it. If you like standard-ass bla- standard black metal, you'll like this album. But, like, if you're looking for something new, like, you should probably look somewhere else. Yeah. Which, but uh... still, I mean, he's still very talented. Agreed. Like, agreed. As I say, like, he's making good riffs. Like, he can play his guitar like a master. So we're going to go from pretty basic black metal to uh, some pretty basic power metal. Yeah, so uh, the first of Nick's with the magic of Windfire and Steel, Power Paladin, or of the magic of Windfire Steel by Power Paladin. Uh, I gave it 3.75 out of 5. I said it's better than I remember, but still not my type of music. I enjoyed it the second time around a lot more than the first time. Because I went in this time with. Yeah, because this time I went in having like negative expectations. And then after some of the others I listened to on this list, it was like a nice change of pace for something where I was like, I don't love it. But I respect it, and I especially respect it compared to some of these. So, Power Paladin is all right by me. So, Nick, you were here last time we talked about Power Paladin, uh, specifically because it's Power Paladin. Uh, okay, so, can you uh, remind our fans here, and Kyle, who Power Paladin is? I would be more than happy to. Power Paladin is a unsurprisingly power metal band. Ooh. straight out of a city I'm not going to try to pronounce in Iceland. 
They were formed in 2017, and right now they are signed to Atomic Fire Records, and this album came out January 7th of this year. And it is a celebration of all things power metal, and it is amazing. If you want to hear me gush about this album for like a half hour straight, definitely check out the episode where we talked about it. But it's it's probably my album of the year, if I'm being honest. It's it's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah, this just barely missed my top five for this list. And if Nick wasn't going to... If, if I didn't know it was going to be near the top of Nick's, it would have been my number five pick over uh, one of the other pieces my release we haven't talked about yet. Um, it's a great album. I talked to these guys. They're the nicest guys in the world. So shout out to Power Paladin. Um, they are here just to have a good time. And they love power metal. And they want you to know they love power metal. And they also, you know, directly. I played pow- uh, power metal in the car for some of my kids. And the kid goes, is he playing the Legend of Zelda music? And I went, yeah. And he went, that's a good thing. And so I turned up the solo. And... That's that's what this album needed, and that's all it needs to be, because it's a great time, and it makes people excited who even don't know what power metal is. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, you weren't here for our uh, previous discussion on this album, so please provide me with your eloquent, loquacious, and detailed review. It's like if Rhapsody of Fire and Twilight Force had a love child. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's so yep. good. <laughs> This is exactly what it is. I do have one slight complaint. There is a complete rip from uh, Rhapsody. There's like ten. There's a bunch, Kyle. (laughs) It's not a rip, Kyle. I like that riff and I like that riff. We're gonna play it at the same time. It's not a rip. It is a tribute. Okay. Yeah, it's a tribute. (laughs) It might be a direct tribute. But it is, hey, we, we here at Four Times the Charm love the Nosferatu, vamp, the, uh, Nosferatu the Vampire, um, which is the greatest remake of all time because it's a shot-for-shot remake of the original Nosferatu. It is the greatest remake of all time. Is there anything that, like, could challenge that as a better remake that we've only seen? If, only if they, not that we've seen, but if they remade In the Mouth of Madness and in that universe, Sutter Kane was trying to recreate what he achieved the first time, but it didn't really work, then yes, because it would inherently be perfect. Yeah. But but not really. Every, everything, everyone else who's tried to do like a shot-for-shot shot or like close-to-it remake of an original film has like failed. Or well, I feel like when you take the agency away from the actors, it makes it... Anyway, we moving on. Different discussion. Moving on. Power Paladin's Power Paladin. Uh, next up on the list, so the next few bands, I liked the albums, but I wanted more. And I don't mm. know if that was just like the headspace I was in, but the first really... one on this list is a band that we saw last year. Uh, it's Vehemence with Ordelis. Um, I thought this was a good album. Um... It's one of those albums, I literally wrote this, it's really good, but I feel like I should like it more than I do. And I, I don't know why, but it, I feel like 2021's album or 2020's album uh, was, it just went harder. Their 2019 yeah. release, Perse la Sang Verse. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, this was actually Nick's pick, shockingly. Um, and the only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I thought Nick was going to put it on his because we talked about it. 
And I was like, cool, I can I can put Heta Velke on there instead. <laughs> so, so Nick, tell us about these French black metal masters. Well, in my quick research, I could not tell you when they were formed. No idea. But I know they are from Paris, France, and they are currently signed to Antique Records. And as we've previ- awesome. and as we've previously just said, they play medieval black metal with some epic qualities to it. And I love this type of black metal. In case mm-hmm. you couldn't tell from my love of power metal, it's, yes, it's a lot of fun. It's bombastic, but they also do kind of like reel it in quite a few times as well and really slow it down. But like, it's not like that heavy kind of like crushing slow. It's this kind of like somber, like almost peaceful slow, which you don't really it's, find all that much in black it, metal. I, I always feel like Vehemence, each album feels like it's the end of a journey that the soldiers or the, the knights and queens and whatever went on. And this is them recounting their tale. And those quiet moments are like the like bonfire night, like times, you know, it's like, You've told the first half of the album, like you've told the Notre Rome and Cinderes. Yeah, Ben, that's in French. And uh, and that's like such an epic, intense piece. And when you follow with these like slower, more relaxed numbers, they uh, they provide a lot of relief. Um, but I, I, I will come in on this, Ben, with you. I did love uh, their 2019 release a little bit more. Yeah. It was a little bit more raw. It was a little bit more Yeah, that's what it impactful. is. It was more raw, yeah. Now, I will say their first release, while being very raw and good, or their 2019 release, not their first release, is not necessarily, it's a it's tr- very tributary to uh, Airlock's 2008 release. Um, mm. And that, to me, made it very good, but not peaking out at 2019. And same with, mm. uh, with this album, it kind of did the thing. It did it a little bit better and with more epic grandeur than Health of Vecchi did, but it never let let, let fully go. Um, and it didn't push itself, kind of like Spectral Wounded last year, where that took traditional melodic second wave and pushed itself. And this was very relaxed. What um, do you think, Kyle? Um. Matt kind of hit all the high points uh, on this album, in my, in my opinion. Uh, the one thing I would like to add is that if you listen to it more, it gets better, yep. in my opinion. Agreed. Now, Nick, did you have any final opinions on this? Yeah, well, it's funny. You actually kind of name-dropped my favorite song on the album, that 10-minute epic of a song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to Kyle's point, like every time I listen to it, I enjoy it more and more. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful listen. And, uh, you know, I've really been kind of missing melodic black metal in my top tens the last, like, year or so. And I'm glad that some good releases are finally, maybe not finally coming out, but at least are coming out that I really enjoy. They never stop coming out. <laughs> there was, they like, never six. Stopped coming. There were, never there stopped were, there coming. Were probably five melodic black metal albums that were, I'm like, I can just put all of these in my top five and this will be fine. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, like, I, I, dude, Blaster had like a lot of good power metal and heavy metal though, so it's like, you know, it, it's, it's all preference. Power here. metal, I'll give you that. It's all personal preference. No, subjectivity's a lie. All right, so we got two more for like my mid tier here. Okay. This first one, the the actual metal wasn't the most memorable 
but the vocals were so cool it just dragged the whole album up like a solid half point and that is our triad to himera himra okay i'm getting i'm getting a lot of weird looks going on here i this is a kyle pick I don't know. I just like that the girl huh? singing sounded like the girl from The Ring. Like, if she had an album. I just really vibed with that. I don't How know. How the hell is this better than Power Paladin? I just enjoyed it more. I thought it was... I I, I just... Well, for me, it's that I, the, the right voice for an album goes a long way with me. Sure. Yeah. It's great if I can kind of, sort of make out something approximating lyrics, but like I'm not obligated to. Mm. And you know, it like I feel like the constant shrill. I feel like that introduces something new, and I just liked it. I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't been exposed to this metal as much, or or, or something. Matt's just giving me the the weirdest looks right now. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it slightly more than the last two albums we discussed. So, Kyle, this was... Uh, your, your Don't pick. you fucking roll your eyes at me, Nick. You Kyle, smartass. Where, where, where did this land on your list? And uh, let's tell our listeners uh, the positive things about why you chose this album. Yeah, Kyle liked the album. Yeah, yeah Kyle did. Yeah, go fuck yourself, guys. Sing it out. This is, this is the Kyle and Ben Power Hour this podcast. This meteor round, I guess Kyle and Ben are just slowly, he's going to have fucking, I know what his number one album is going to be now, and I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to be so mad if it is, dude. It's going to, it's, oh, all oh, right. man. Anyway, we're t- Kyle, Kyle, take the floor. Kyle, okay. go ahead. All right, okay, so ah! realis- realistically, I kind of just threw this one in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so Ara is a band from Switzerland. They don't have a location. Uh, they play atmospheric black metal. Um, so I've been listening to these guys since 2020-ish with their first album, uh, yeah. So Fun uh, Tempo. Uh, that album. That was. I think that was in our uh, end of year roundup last year. That came out in 2019. I mean, I. I know we've talked about them before. On the yeah, yeah, we have. You, sh- I believe you, I showed you that album, and we all yeah. agreed it was good. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the 2020 album was great. Yeah, uh, the last album, not good. It's didn't listen to it. Don't. Um, <laughs> no, I like this album. <laughs> I, it it kind of built off of that first album in a sense, um, with better guitar work, uh, more cohesive vocals. They're not as drowned out in that. In the first album, and they brought in uh, female vocals as well, which I thought was interesting. Interesting, quote unquote. Um, it's very common in black metal. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought. Don't tell it, me it, what's common in black metal. <laughs> no, I thought it was okay. a good progression from that point there. That's why I put it on for the most part. Uh, yeah. So I this I liked. I I, I was like, okay, ours done it once. They failed twice. With their out their 2019 release and their 2021 release, I knew the 2021 one was bad. I never listened to it, but just, it got lamented in the in comments, and I was like, whatever. I, you know, I never thought I would hate 
what sounded like someone doing brutal death metal vote like streaks from across a room through a pillow. And, you know, I listened to an entire album of it, and I was like, Aura, when you're doing the guitar solo-y stuff, and your drumming's going, like, I like that. Just any time he opens his goddamn mouth. I literally have a brutal death metal album on this list, and he has better brutal death metal vocals than this guy. And and it's because he sounds like he's in the room the ring recorded in. I I don't See, know. See, I thought it was like this... I I had like my ring girl vibe going, so I'm like, oh, it's like she's in the TV, you know? I think when this came, because this <laughs> I listened to this one out not directly after having my emotional breakdown, listening to half, um, <laughs> but. Uh, there was an album in between we haven't talked about yet that I really like uh, and and does fit actually into my full top 10 that, that would exist right now. But then this came on and I was like excited. No one in the car was talking at all so I could give it my full attention. And, and I, I, I almost skipped past the last three songs. I was like, I've heard the same. This is like how I imagine some people feel when I play very ambient hypnotic music that to me is like a soundscape that like takes your soul on a journey and this was a soundscape that shit in my face I you know if the guitar work wasn't so good at certain parts of this I would probably hate it less Nick what did you what did you think of Aura. I swear to God, every, like this entire album, I'm like, I had to like keep looking back at Spotify to see if the song changed because I'm, it just, I just thought it was one long song with just someone just screaming into the microphone the whole time, and like it's not even good screaming, it's like not even good screaming in my opinion. It's like or intentionally bad. Y- yeah, like I mean, don't get, I love like high pitched shrieks in black metal, particularly of like the howling variety. Yeah, but this is like. I don't know what it, it sounded like they strained their voice and like you know what it's my time to shine I'm ready I just yeah. I don't it, it it just dragged on it was the same thing over and over again in my opinion the vocals were the hottest of garbage and I could not wait for this album to be done yeah well, I, I liked it Kyle Ky- yeah. Kyle and Ben Power Hour, the bromance of the mid-year roundy. Like, if, if Kyle and I did share an album that we're going to talk about later in this list, I'd feel bad for shitting on all of Kyle's albums. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, damn, you know, I, uh, we, we were, I feel like we were all kind of on a similar page, and then Aura hit. It. Yeah, <laughs> look what you did, Ben. Uh, well, it had to happen Bring eventually. Bring it back. Uh, Bring it back. No, Matt, this next one is yours. It's Horrorful by Harley Poe. Yeah. Gave it 3.75 out of 5. We've already so talked about it on the podcast. It better than Aura. Um, I'll be honest, I feel like I might have overrated this just because you've talked so glowingly about it. I, the, the songs that I like, I really like, and they're really inventive. He didn't play a single one of them at their last live show, and I was really uh, upset. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh,. <laughs> You know, it's 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 not my type of music. It's high quality. I don't want to listen to it again. Um, but you know, I respect people who like it. 
Yeah, so uh, just for a quick refresher, we talked about Plenty. Harley Poe's a, a folk funk artist from uh, Indiana. And uh, it, uh, the band is led by a guy named Joe uh, Whitefurt and his other bandmates. And they play horror-centric type of uh, folk music that's really fun and jaunty while being about really depraved or dark things. And uh, this whole album was recorded on a broken 8-track recorder. Um, and it has just such a raw vibe to it. Uh, now, uh, we haven't heard Nick or uh, I have a feeling Kyle's have very opinionated. Um, Nick, what did you think of this album? It's a really fun album, man. I really like this album. I, like, I went yeah. back to it like a handful of times. My it's turning song. into a tag team match here. <laughs> it kind of is, man. Uh, my favorite song on the album by far is The Pit. Because I yes! love how it just goes from like, we're happy, we're dancing, welcome to the pit, and I'm just like, let's go, dude! Like this is my yeah. kind of jam. This is this is such like a kick. Like I would love to get drunk and listen to this album. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and as it goes on, like a, like alone in the dark mansion, you're like four glasses of whiskey deep and two beers, and you're like running around screaming to people. Yeah, like, dude, it's, this a, album, it's a good fucking time. Yeah, this album's a bop and a half, man. Excellent pick. Kyle? I'm kind of in ben, uh, Ben's camp. We're very divided. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like it, <laughs> ben likes it. No, I like it, yeah. too. Okay. It was a great palate cleanser. It really oh, cut yeah. through the noise. <laughs> it really I did. I intentionally moved it when I was making the playlist. It was originally with up at the top of the list and i was like now nah, we're gonna we're gonna scoot this one down palate cleanser yeah um it's a, yeah yeah what yeah. else did you think of it yeah Kyle? i would love to go see them live uh but i wouldn't care for a listen to the album again respect great live anytime if you, any of you get a chance to see harley poe live take it a day i just want nap. everyone to note that after Matt and Nick essentially just called Kyle a fucking invalid for his opinions <laughs> on music. Kyle gave a very respectful response. Yeah, because this is actually good. Yeah, he picked a good yeah, album. I, yeah, I did. Matt did. Not you, yeah, not sorry, you, Kyle. Matt picked a good is. album. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still waiting right. for your last album to shit on. Like, it's gonna be rough, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, All right, next one. I'm pretty sure I have, is Matt. I have, I have one and two locked in in my head. I'm pretty sure Nick and I have uh, this. I'm getting the feeling we got the same number one in your in your head, Ben, and the same and the same number fifteen. And I, we're gonna be fucking upset. <laughs> Kyle might agree with you. I'm convinced <laughs> Kyle's gonna agree with you. Well, we're gonna see. Um, next up, I'm pretty sure is yours, Matt's. Which okay. you have how many left on this list? Uh, you've only you've hit two of mine. Okay, well, this is the third Ms. Moore with Wits yeah. End. I gave it a four out of five. Uh, I found it very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the first, I mean, it's only two songs, but there's like this shriek about 80% of the way through the first song that's pretty fucking like haunting. Yeah. Uh, which right? is really cool. The second song is a lot trippier. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I just. I felt like the songs were structured really thoughtfully uh, and I felt like it was one of the few albums on the list where like the vibe of the music was enhanced by like the album art and yeah. uh, just, oh, yeah, they, just they, the they package go, and presentation coincide. as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, fans of the podcast have heard us talk about Mismer before. He's probably, in my opinion, one of the most innovative solo artists in black metal right now. 
um, presenting what he refers to as holy doomed black metal. Um, this being his most ambient and atmospheric of releases. Um, you know, this uh, wit's end, the title track, opens with, uh, I think, about four minutes of, of text or just spoke, work, spoken word about, like, the disillusionment um, with our place in the modern world and how um, the artist ALM felt coming out of the pandemic and watching everything that's going on since then. Um, deeply frustrated and, and oh I was <laughs> ben, ben fucked me up there you got an atmospheric moment um, yeah no this is a deeply meditative and, and very emotional album um, I legitimately think I teared up the first time I listened to it um, I, I I really connected I, I, ALN as an artist produces a sound that I've always deeply connected with uh, my love of doom metal led to my love of black metal, and to see the sounds so beautifully combined. Um, uh, Paradelolia, the second track, which is just an, basically just an ambient track, um, is like Ben said, very peaceful and relaxing. Um, I don't know, it's just a good time. It, it kind of this is an album that helped me relax at the end of what last year kind of brought us all. Um, Kyle, Kyle, I, I, your facial expression makes me want to hear your opinion. <laughs> oh, this, this, do you do really? This, this made it to number five, Kyle. Think about that. Think, think about the fact that this is better I mean, than Aura, and this is better <laughs> than Pure Wrath, and Half. All right. I mean, I mean, I feel like it is. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly that. disagree. Who's I wholeheartedly number? disagree. What's What's Please. wrong with it, the? Two songs, 15 minutes each. One's just a generic doom song, and the other one's just ambient noise. For 15 generic minutes. Generic doom. Generic doom. Ambient oh. noise. Yep, yeah, just ambient. Song. It's just ambient noise to me. It, it didn't do anything. I was looking at my phone like, when is this ending? Wow. Well, alright. Well, oh, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, now, I, I respect it that a lot of people in the black metal community did also not necessarily connect with this release um it's arguably an ep um mismore did release another album but we'll talk to that in a little bit nick what did you th i we i've played this for you before we haven't really ever talked about it so i'm curious what your opinions on the full experience are uh wit's end the first song absolute banger really really like that song i especially love the spoken word intro it really sets up the song phenomenally it conveys the sense of just like this this sense of frustration and just helplessness of the situation perfectly and it just bleeds into the song just wash chef's kiss the second song on the album i'm not quite as high on like it's okay like i don't think it's bad i don't think it's great i in all honesty i kind of wish he just released wit's end and like that's it and it would have been phenomenal um but you know, and I alluded to this earlier, but I don't know how often I'll be coming back to this album slash EP because it is kind of one big piece that you have to listen to as a whole. And even each individual song is a bit of a commitment. It kind of has like that Bell Witch vibe to it, where yeah. like if you're gonna listen to it, you gotta listen to it. And you gotta be committed. Exactly. And that's kind of hard with a 15 minute song. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a great release. For those who like this but want more, like Kyle. Um, Ms. Muir released an album that almost 
took the place of this one on the list, but I didn't want to have two Mismore albums on my list. Um, he did a collaboration album, I guess, um, where he did the vocals on an album with the wonderful band Thou, um, and they did an album called Myopia. Um, it takes some of the sound that you hear in Wits End and bleeds it out into a sludgier, kind of more full experience with the traditional ALN vocals over top. That sounds better. Let's move on to our next pick, my next pick, uh, which is Shadow of Intent with oh, LG. Oh, thank God. Oh, it's not your top pick. Oh, um, I'm so scared. <laughs> Woo! We're surviving, baby. I, I also gave this a four uh, out of five. Um, I said... Oh fuck, is this another bullshit Skyrim metal band? That was the first thing I put. Um, so, here's the thing with this album. Uh, I really don't like a third of it. I like a third of it, and I love a third of it. The first two-thirds of the album, for the most part, you can throw away um intensify genocide really good song um i i put that as okay nick obviously disagrees i liked it and i would put that as one of the top songs i listened to out of all these albums um i also liked uh reconquest i felt like it was it had a real ecw vibe to it um the, it, yeah, looking at the yeah, looking at the elegies at the end of the album, it sort of is how I feel about the album as a whole. Where, like, first one, don't like it. Second one, doesn't do a ton. Third one, I really liked. So, I, I, I thought a third of the album was really, really good. And another third was fine, and another third I didn't like. Well, I'll, I'll, well let, Kyle, tell us a little bit more about Shadow of Intent. You guys spent uh, the whole time with me. Elegy. You spent the whole time visually shitting on this album just because it was Kyle's again. That's no, that no, is, no. Oh, it's, it's not, not because it's Kyle. So, it's not because it is Kyle's. Oh no. I like the band Shadow of Intent. I thought their 2019 album Melancholy was great, but Kyle. Tell us about Shadow of Intent. They're a bunch of East Coast boys down in Connecticut slash Rhode Island, and they are symphonic slash melodic deathcore. So a little bit different pace, bringing back my roots a little bit. Um, <clears throat> if yeah, you guys didn't know, yeah, if you guys didn't know, I started my metal journey within the metalcore and deathcore area. Mm -hmm. um, no, I actually enjoyed this album quite a bit. It's definitely a breath of fresh air compared to the rest of the genre. Uh, where it's sure, just yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. chugging yeah. and breakdowns, chugging and breakdowns. Here yeah. you, you get it isn't, it isn't you get actual shit. Yeah, you get riffs, you get solos, you get some symphonic shit, and you get oh. a tech death drum a tech death drum. Yeah. Wow, a tech death drummer. There we go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's a, it's a band that does all of the things with death for well in twenty nineteen. Now, okay. now, Kyle, Kyle you didn't you mention this, but I, my single favorite thing about Shadow of Intent, and, um, especially on their first two albums, Primordial and Reclaimer, is all of their lyrics used to be about Halo. 
and everything they sang about was about the Halo franchise. In their last two releases, they kind of went more personal, but they used to be a Halo band, um, which really personifies um, this band, because just like the Halo franchise, this was the Halo 5 of albums. It was so long. That, that was, was my biggest complaint, so actually. fucking long. You can literally okay, cut so, it off at so the same time. I, I, so, I'll be honest, guys. I just thought I was, like, really intoxicated when the album kept going on and on. Like, I didn't mind it, but I was like, wow, it's how'd been, you like... Not... No, that's how not... How'd not what? That's it, everybody's how, biggest complaint about it. How'd you not go to sleep? I would have... I would... If I was reordering, it'd just be Farewell... Where millions have come to die because Phil Bozeman's in it, and then the elegies. Call that an album, and, and you would have got a lot more enjoyment from me. But goddamn, was I bored! This also, album Chuck was Billy's in this album. That's great. This album, this album was so fucking cringe, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> cringe. What this album is wow. so cringe. Okay, first of all, it sounds like they're trying to be like. Flesh God Apocalypse, except doing a horrible freaking job at it the entire time. That's because they play Deathcore. It's just vomit-inducing beginning to end. Their lyrics are just cringe. So cringe. Like, there's oh, this I one can't song. understand the lyrics. There's this one. So, 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 that, that, so that when I was me. listening, yeah, so when I was like listening to all these albums, Welcome I tried to, to have the lyrics up, right? There's this one song he's talking about, like, forced away, driven into holes. We leave our memories of home behind. Is this, am I going to die? Oh, I think I'm going to die. Am I dying today, guys? Oh, man. And it's just the whole freaking album is like that. And then it never ends. Oh, my God. Man, dude, just... Power Paladin was like three albums ago, Nick. Come on, man. No, no you, this is... you, you wash your mouth out with soap, all right? You keep Power Paladin's mouth out of your damn mouth. When talking I, about I, shadows I, of intent, I, this, I'm genuinely shocked. This, this to me, in my head, this either had to be your bottom album or your top album. Yeah. Because I can't even fathom placing it anywhere in the middle. Like I and I, I, I do agree with Scott. Like I really like Shadow of Intent sound. Like not Nick doesn't like Deathcore. I enjoyed Deathcore as much as your casual metalcore fan could. But man, just this one just I feel I, like the worst time and place type of thing maybe. If I, I heard feel this like album maybe in isolation, I might have liked it more, but if you chop this you know, album in half, it would be received a lot better. This is yeah. how they this no no, this is yeah. how they make the album better. You ready? Never release it. Just don't release wow. it. Wow. No one likes this, this is legitimately my least I favorite do. album on the entire list. I hate really? this album. I hate this album so much. Wow. I have yeah, never. This is also my number fifteen. I've never. Damn. Like, we've never had an album on like our top fifteen, like or end of year roundup that I've disliked as much as this album. I detest this album so much. <laughs> Man, it this and then Aura for me. This is those are my bottom two picks so far. Number well, th- we haven't mentioned my number three bottom pick yet, though. So our final ones to choose from here. Well, well, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, okay, here are the top three. I really liked all these albums. This next one, I had a really hard time finding a place for it because it was so different that I feel like I'd have to listen to this 
like multiple times over to get more than just a, a good feel of it. I really enjoyed it. But but man, it it's like it's like eating Greek food for the first time. It's like a shock to the system. I didn't grow up eating Greek food, Nick, okay? So I'm just it's 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 not a compliment or or a negative. Just anyway, my next pick is Zeal and uh oh. Ardor with their self-titled album. I really enjoyed this album. The the folk black metal combo it's 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 like they they're folksy when they should be folksy when someone's in danger something horrible is happening we transition to black metal and we got like stuff in between <laughs> um matt has a lot to say on this subject so i feel like i'm just blabbering matt please take it away I, you know you know this was not one of my albums so i'm gonna let nick intro um, one of the best live black metal bands I've ever seen live. Zeal and Ardor is an incredible group. He uh, is. They are led by the frontman Manuel Gagnois. I don't know. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's Louisiana <clears throat> French. Well, so actually, he's from. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was born in Switzerland. Um, yeah, but. But regardless, the band was formed in 2013. Uh, they play avant-garde black metal. It's in more tangible terms. They play black metal mixed with Southern spirituals. And the essence of this band is kind of based around the question is of what if American slaves embraced Satan instead of Jesus? And that is yeah, the essence of this band. That's how it feels. And it's this, I consider this my edgelord pick of the year. Yeah, because like it totally is like especially their song Church Burns like it's edgy it's like it's it's silly right like and I know that he's trying to kind of be more serious but like it's a pretty silly song like let's be honest here Um, but I love it I love the way he's able to blend Southern Spirituals with black metal this is probably my favorite release by him um, his previous album, I really, really do not like. I felt, I feel like he kind of lost kind of like the soul or the essence of the band um, compared to their first release. But this album is very much calling back to their first one, and it's everything the first album did, but better. That that see that that opinion at the end is the is the exact counterpoint that I feel. It like I don't necessarily think. He, he did disservice to his previous releases, but the dramatic quality of his first two releases of Devil is Fine in 2017 and Stranger Fruit in 2018, which were top five albums of the year for me, both those years. It just, this, he felt like he had too much time. He, I, he, I knew, I knew Mar- Marcus made a point, Marques or however you say his name, made a very big point of explaining why he stepped away from the like directly spiritual Baptists kind of thing because he didn't want Zealand Ardor to just be stuck doing one thing for his whole life. He, he wanted the black metal, but he, wanted to, he wants to expand the sound of the band. And I really just think he just missed, like I, I think some of his best black metal he ever has done is on this album. But I just like, in the middle, at the end of uh, Ermission, Ermission, it like kind of has this like little like, techno-y kind of like fade out moment that is just so, 
I was like, at that point, I'm like, oh, all the all the air gets out of me at that point in the album. It never really picks up too too much for me. See, for forward. me, like I and and I think you guys said this about some other album, but for me, this album felt like a movie soundtrack in many ways mm-hmm. because of how I was able to blend genres. Yeah. And cross. So there were times where I was more out of it, but more out of it in the same vein as like uh this is a quiet part in the movie type of way. Like I felt that when they were at the folkier songs, like that was when I needed a break from the heavier songs. And I feel like it it really I once again, I, I can never understand the lyrics. But I feel like musically it told a very coherent story from beginning to end. Yeah, this album is probably his best paced album as well. Yeah. Um and I I, I do agree with Matt in that he he's moved away from the Southern spirituals more than I would prefer. But in place of that, he's kind of incorporated different American folk. Like, uh, for example, yeah. Golden Liar is very much like a kind of like spaghetti Western, like two dudes mm-hmm. about to like yeah. pull guns on each other and like who's, who's going to win. Yeah. Right. So I, I appreciate that. I, <coughs> I do wish there was some more of that traditional southern spirituals to it but yeah. man i've i've listened to this album at least half a dozen times since it's come out what do you think kyle it's a good album uh their first album was definitely a lot better uh <clears throat> it the first time i listened to it i wasn't really hooked then i listened to it again because of this and i enjoyed it a little bit more so it's another grower for me but yeah. besides that it, it, they hit all the high points so i'm i'm really to that the, the 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 biggest compliment I can give to this album is I'm very excited to see what he does next, yes. based on what he did here. But I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't enamored enough for it to reach anywhere near my top ten of the year. So, I mean, great release. He's an incredible performer. Um, like I'll go see him live a million times. But we'll see. I think these songs will be really good live. Oh yeah, yeah. If he's in town, right. definitely worth the show. Yeah. Number two, well, Ben. So that leaves us with our final three. We have numbers two, one, and fifteen. Ooh, so we have... I, who's still on the board? All of us. All so of us, you guys yeah. each have one of these picks. I think there's each, overlap. Two of them. There, two, one. There's because there's one three picks left. Is, one of them is from Nick and Kyle's list and was like my number eight of the year, and it barely made it. One of them is from Nick and I's list. And it's one of my, it's, it's very high on Nick and I's list. And then one of them is only on my list. And I'm pretty sure Nick and Kyle both don't like it. Um, oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. I so think Kyle my, might, 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 Kyle might Kyle, enjoy Kyle, it. Kyle probably likes it. We'll see. We haven't talked about it like, at yeah, all. Yep. So. Yeah. You guys will find out. I have zero idea. There's yeah. All right, Ben. I have my, my number prediction. Two. I, I, I have my prediction for what's number two here. My number two. Change is good. Yes, called it. Yes, by eradication of the unworthy, unworthy infants. infants. Um, this I so I feel like if I listened to this with like the end of year lists last year, it would have been maybe like halfway down the list because because i really like last year's albums yeah but this felt you know once again very ecw uh with the guitar uh i described it as gritty and sludgy but still fast paced 
Um, a great way to put I'm, it. I'm, yeah. Um, so, say, so yeah, I, 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 I kind of understand the lyrics, which is, you know, real props. Um, and I really like how the guitar, they constantly do that sort of stutter step thing. Yeah. I don't know what you guys call that. It's but it's whenever. A chug. When it, when it, like, it feels like it swaps time signatures midway through songs, like multiple times, that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I'm such a sucker for that. Yeah, so, so Eradication of the Unworthy Infants. This is their debut album. They are a band from Helsinki, Finland. Um, they were formed when two friends, Jab, which his real name is Jab, and Jonas, uh, an American guy and a Finnish guy, just fell in love with the music they both liked. And so they made a super rad, brutal death, grindcore, metalcore crossover album. Because they kind of just throw everything into it. This was my fun album of the year. I typically really don't like brutal death metal. I think most of it is unlistenable. It is borderline aggravating. And I think these guys kind of are aggravated by it too. Because they all of the hardcore BDM, uh, uh, BDM sections are like played as like are played as like riff kind of jokes. Like on the song um, Sacrilege, instead of going re 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 for like 25 minutes, he just goes re once and then just moves on back to his death metal vocals, and the party fucking continues. Um, Nick and uh, I, I will. Uh, I, I'm very interested of Kyle. We'll, we'll come to you next, Nick. We'll come to you next, Kyle. What did you What did you think of Eradication of the Unworthy Infants and their this album Fox. Change is Good? Yeah. <laughs> This album fucks. That's all it is. And it's just like straight to the point. Blast beats, chugging. That's all I want out of this album. <laughs> and it fucking rips. Yeah, it is just it is just two dudes having a good fucking time. Watch it fall is one of the best examples of how you do like chuggy, uh, brutal death metal without being boring. Just you just want to walk around in short shorts and just kind of do the Trevor chug. Just if I saw these guys live, I would drink so much light beer. Yeah, <laughs> out of out of all the albums from this list, only this one and my number one are ones where I'm like I would regularly listen to this. Oh man, oh oh man, I'm real nervous now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, what, what, did you, what, what did you think of Change is Good? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's brutal death metal, man. I just this is, like, this was the Nick anti pick of the year. It really was. I this it's like it's like one of those bands where I would I would see them live if they were at a show, and I'd probably have a good time because you got two light beers in your hand, you're just stomping around, having, but like listening to it, I don't want to hear a guy go for like. 45 minutes like he does he agree well, he, to disagree some, so, sometimes he goes sometimes he goes we literally he does all of it we literally did that on friday no it was yeah, not yeah. Bah, 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 <laughs> it was bah, yeah more bah, i'll, I'll agree right? mortiferum doesn't do he does sometimes no. do the mortiferum vocals no. but the the band that we saw before Mortiferum. Oh yeah! When I asked you what fucking interesting thing you guys did is you didn't talk about the goddamn metal show you both went to. Oh, too yeah, late. That was, that too was late. We missed too it. late. We missed We're moving it. on. Regardless. Bringing it back. I don't like brutal death metal. 
and I don't like my vocals to sound like a babbling creek or someone gurgling on their own vomit. I, I do, and it's not done seriously. This album never it, takes itself seriously. And, like, and this this album also gave me a bit of, like, cognitive dissonance because they're, they're, they're talking about, like, important things in the lyrics. Yeah. But they're just, like, chugging beer while playing the music, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't know how to handle this right the, now. The song's about, like, mental illness and war and, like, the state of dictatorship and, like, the control yeah, and, like, what what's wrong in the world and how... It's From like their I, perspective, they're seeing it. I, I want them to keep making music, but I'm not going to listen to it. Look, 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 when you got lines like, and as they get stronger, so does my lust to bleed. Oh, God, nothing would satisfy me better than to see myself fucking bleed. Like, you're just having a good time. You're just having a good time. One of the songs is a spoken word poem. Yeah, you know... It's it's brutal death metal, man. I just don't vibe with the sound. It, it it this album is I dislike it purely because it just I just don't vibe with it. Like I I can't say anything critical about the instrumentation or like their performance or anything like that. It's just a genre I dislike. I I and I see I genuinely I generally most of the time agree with you, Nick. And this is the one album. This is like <laughs> the Sanguisugabog effect. Like it's like you're in the bog, boys. You you guys are so much meaner on Kyle's picks than your own picks. Here it's like, Ooh, uh, I must regret to no. inform you. I no. disagree. Kyle picked trash albums. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were garbage picks. It has nothing to do like, with Kyle you, as a person. I, you also picked a have garbage pick Nick, so shut up. <laughs> I, I I mean yeah, Zeal and Arden I, was my third worst album. So I was going to say uh, okay. an album that we haven't said yet. All right, children. Oh, of course you dislike that album, left. Kyle. Yeah, you're not a fan. We have, we have two <laughs> albums that has left. Just, ben, ben, just just so you know, if a certain album isn't the first one, you're victim blaming. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You're actively a bad person. You you support you support abuse if you don't pick the right number one album. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like so you want, two you want some white knights with swords flaming in the distance, <laughs> cutting down the woman's movement. We have two albums left. I would like to know who picked Kavane the Great Below. Okay, that's Kyle and Nick. Okay, hey, Kyle, give Kyle, me. This, what, tell, Nick, where's this on your list? Placed, uh, probably number two. Kyle. Okay. Number one. Kyle's number one. This is an audio platform, Kyle. Uh, okay. Now tell me why you guys liked Kavane the Great Below. Kyle, you go first because you're number one. I thought it was a great progression of the history of black metal. Uh, it starts off with like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so think I, about I, it. I mean, like, I don't the, disagree no, with the quality of this album. Or no, no think, n- n- no, think about it. It starts off with, like, Black and Thrash, so, like, first wave, then progresses into second wave, then goes into other different subgenres within the album, and it ends in Symphonic Black. Did you guys not uh, catch that? I. At all? Uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty mellow black the entire way through, man. No, yeah, I kind of see where you're coming from, Kyle. I I guess I, I'll listen to the album again with that in mind. 
Yeah, I'll um, have to as well. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, I think it does kind of iterate. That was like the, the most disingenuous comment I've ever heard. Yeah, about like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how do you guys not catch that? Like, it starts off like straight to, black and thrash that ends I'm on like symphonic mellow black. To that back. If you disagree with the man, you tell him you disagree with him. No, because I face. don't. Well, I, like, because I, I, I just don't know. I'm just so confused. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. I, I also album. listened like, to this I, album like 12 I times. I love this album, but I didn't. Well, what did you get out of it, Nick? I adore this album because it's it hits all of my favorite things in Mellow Black. Like, it scratches that necrophobic itch. It scratches that astrophobos itch. It scratches that hoth itch. And it's awesome it is an awesome mellow black album from beginning to end and i i will i will say to kyle's point like the first song is like a little thrashy but it's pretty mellow black man yeah i mean to me to me the the whole like the song two opens like to kyle's point with a pure thrash riff which was a like a breath of fresh air but to me doesn't take it 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 doesn't do enough to not be mellow black still because it has a thrash riff then he goes blah and then it tremolo picks mm-hmm. like and it sounds great like uh, like it's amazing i just yeah i gotta go back with that mindset this is a great out al- i mean i don't hate this album at all i think this is this is my like number seven of the year cavane caven is fucking epic um their first their 2020 album i think was on mine and kyle's list for 2020 as well who picked This Shame Should Not Be Mine by Guga Gold Nick and I. Nick Nick and Nick and Matt. So 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 Matt my this is my album of the year. This is your album of the year. Okay. Instant. A like as soon as the album ended, it's it's it went smack at the top. Alright. So tell me what what makes this your album of the year? where, where did you have this on your list? Uh, it's number five. Number five. Dead center. Um, yeah. So, okay, I, I... I... The the basics, the things up front are incredible about the vocals, the musical performance, the stripped-back nature um, of the release, the raw, honest, emotional brutality of it is something that I really connect with. Um... I for in a similar vein to Svalbard's album last year, um, the content of the of the message and what she is singing about is so brutally visceral and intense that I think for a lot of people this is not a comfortable album. Um, I know from talking to Nick, this album makes him uncomfortable. Like it's very good, but it's 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 a discomforting experience, and I think it's supposed to be. Um, and that that that's something that I find that most metal tries to achieve and can't um it's all of that captivated around a truly truly amazing uh performance by the dutch singer just absolutely captivates me i think the flow from song to song is beautifully produced um i don't think there's a single miss in this album and I, it's one of those pieces where the the delivery of the message is one that I would want everyone to listen to and experience from this this person's perspective. It's like a it's a testament to her courage and the fact that she shouldn't feel shame for what happened that she made this album and put it out. Um, 
yeah that's that's this is a like an important album to me mm. that's like this transcends like just being a good album it's important yeah i share very very similar opinion to matt like this album makes me want to cry basically every time i listen to it because you can hear her pain and living with that and the shame that she has to deal with that she shouldn't have to deal with right there's you know there's a line in there um i don't remember it word for word but something along the lines of like you put your filth on me and it this this album i an album has never made me feel like this album has made me feel before and it it's i dislike listening to it but it's i enjoy listening to it like everything she's talking about her delivery makes me so sad and uncomfortable but all the music is so good behind it that it it's a different kind of dissonance than i was describing at one of the earlier albums it's it's painful <laughs> it's a painful listen and that's why i love it so much because it, it's also and to to matt's point too where it's a testament to her strength as well to not only you know be able to move on from her trauma but to be able to make art out of it that's incredible and i just nothing but respect to her and this album this album is amazing and it will 100 percent be in my top 10 by the end of the year Um, so how much do you hate women then? So how many years are you setting back feminism? So, so I didn't necessarily know that there was context for this album. It's a, it's a direct response to, to physical and sexual abuse. Oh, and, and the, and the way that the, our, our society makes women feel like they're the, they're the problem when, um, when women experience these kind of situations, the whole you're asking for it idea. Um, like, I think it's the song Magic or um, uh, like Spring. It says, like, boys will be boys. That's yeah. what everybody says. Or in, the, mm-hmm. or, in, or, in, or in the lyrics of Like Magic, I was an easy target. I loved the pain. I must have left my body. My limbs remained. My mind keeps my head above the water. My mind is my body. I was given to me to use as a tool. It is not here for you. It is mine. Huh. Okay. So I just like to state, um, as someone who did not understand all those lyrics, uh, and did not understand that there was context behind this, uh, I didn't like her voice very much. <laughs> uh, uh, at all. Uh, wow. I actually, my, my my le- I hate the modern singing thing of speaking as faintly as possible with like really I I know Murata. we had the ring girl earlier but that's like shrill this was just like, <gasps> I just don't like that type of music uh sorry disgusted in you <laughs> you're supporting the I, patriarchy Ben I mean like like now I now I feel that, um, but I just washed completely missed the point. 
Just. Kyle, Kyle, what did you think of gold? The shame. You sort of ruined it, Matt. Um, so I, you, I was... you sort of did the hard sell too early. You should have like briefly discussed it, then let us like attack no, it, no, no. and then afterwards tear it no, apart. No, no. Y'all have just... to tear it apart. You have to bask in it, knowing. Right? Yeah. You have to tear it no, apart, knowing no, what it's actually no, what? about. This, yeah, this whole op is about you knowing what you did. I I enjoyed. <laughs> Can I talk? I, yeah, go I, Kyle. Yeah, sorry, Shut up, Kyle. Yeah, go Kyle. God. Okay, so I'm kind of in Ben's boat where I was driving on the highway while I was listening to this album, so I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics. So if I was paying attention to how everything else sounded. Where did you I did. On the way home. <laughs> um, I did on the way home. Um, but <clears throat> so, so I was listening to everything else. It's a definitely a mix between Billie Eilish and Mercure. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'll get, yeah, I agree with that kind of. If you had to describe the sound to someone who did eat, because it's kind of just her thing. Yeah, um, and I will also state new Mercure, not old Mercure. Yeah, 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 not um, pure black metal Mercure. Yeah, um, most definitely. So more of the ambient kind of post second wave. Yeah, it has um, post black metal vibes. Yeah. Without committing to that sound. Most definitely. So, and I, this, that sound to me just didn't commit enough. Like, I thought it could have gone a little bit more, but it just stayed on that edge. Um, there's another term I wanted to use until you guys told me what the lyrical content was. I'm like, that's not appropriate. So, were you going to say woke, Kyle? No, 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 no. Kyle was going to say woke. Or feminist. No. No, notoriously hates the music of the feminist. What was it gonna be, no, Kyle? Don't. I can edit it out. What was it gonna be? I like shark tooth. Kyle, what was the word gonna be? Edging. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Leaving it in. Leaving it in. You know, so like, I, so this I'm, I'm so kind of confused. You, Kyle, is that what you're saying? Kind of. I, I don't. And from a musical standpoint. I'm not, I don't quite get though how y'all missed the point. Like, yeah, it's kind of. It's pretty on the nose. Like I remember. And the I album's we called like, "The Shame Is Not Should Not Be Mine." Like I'll be honest. Does, does it? I, I just pulled it up on the Spotify list, click play, and I just went. Boop. I'll I, be I'll even, be much pettier than that. I didn't like her voice and didn't want to listen to the lyrics. You sure, want my okay. honest opinion? Yeah, I no, just I didn't. Yeah, okay. I just, I just hated her fucking voice, and yeah, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like, it's like most of the men in this culture. You just don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, Jesus you know Christ. what? If you want to be like that, sure. <laughs> I don't. But like, I just, uh, it just reminds me of all those fucking songs I, I hear in like a mall. <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah. I'm like, I it just it. instantly turned me off. And Before. so then I was zoning out. And if you're zoning, I I know she has a powerful message and all that. But if you're zoned out listening to it, it's pretty fucking oh, yeah, boring. If you're, if you're, well, like, I, I think the true benefit to Nick and I listening to this was that we were in the car. We were intentionally listening to new albums. And this came up and I was like, the album artwork was so captivating. And I hadn't read a review yet. And I was like, just, we just got to throw it on. It got, it got like four out of five or some well-reviewed and we kept waiting for it to turn into metal and it does and it really doesn't no we were so invested in paying attention that it was like by the time we got to like magic we were like oh fuck what are we listening like 
as the lyrics kind of settled into place, I'm like, it was, I mean, I love her voice. So listening to the lyrics, it's like, this is like Bo Burnham's inside to me. Like it, it captures such like an, like a vibe and the lyrics are so captivating and so well-written and similar to Harley Poe. Like I, I, I list, I would listen to this and the Harley Poe album back to back on the way to and from work. Like, like, and that was like a very, like, that was like a very nice way to start the day. I feel I, like that's that's a weirder comment yeah, anything yeah, else anyone has but said. I I I, I mean at least I didn't like it for petty it. reasons. <laughs> I I like I get a lot of like I don't know it's something very calming to me about this album. Like it's very brutal and honest, but it's very like relaxing and like I have like a like I'm like I'm very I'm very happy it exists when I listen I to mean, it. I mean that's like part of the reason why it makes me so uncomfortable because of just how chill it is the entire time like because it just feels like she's just putting it out there yeah if this was like I gave it black metal it'd be bad yeah yeah <coughs> i will say i don't feel like putting this as the first album in our playlist did it any favors yeah that that was a pro i i wanted to move it but i for yeah but once you make um, the playlist you have to recreate it to move the order. yeah so i will fully admit I did not give this album the attention it deserved. What I will say is we'll that see. I gave it a one out of five. We'll see how you feel come the end of the year roundup. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, ta- we'll talk we'll about see. it again. Well, here, let, let's let's talk. Let's talk Kvain with The Great Below. Um, I listened to this album. <laughs> what, Matt? What? I just... I just experienced a great blow. (laughs) So, uh, I wrote here, this is the best album ever. And I don't know (laughs) if that's true or not, but I do know that that's how I felt while listening to it the first time. Yeah. Um, the album starts with a shriek and it. I felt like I was having a stroke and it just didn't stop. And it was varied, and and it had highs and lows, and I could understand them, and the music was hypnotic, and it felt like it was telling a story, and, and I, the, about like halfway through the album, the album is so fucking awesome. It literally, the album literally starts going on a victory lap. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like we're so awesome. Just midway through a song. Like, for no reason. I, I was like, I'm like, this is where the standing ovation comes in. Right here. I, well, like, I mean... Like songs like In Silence, where it transitions to, like, the, like, it decides, like, oh, we're going to be a fucking darkly serious metal black band for a minute. This it band... Just, oh. th- this album was so great that I actually listened to it one and a half times, just casually, because, like, even listening to the songs with the album repeating, yeah. it's, like, so good that I don't even... Like, I, I wasn't even noticing. It was, like, so good. It's like I was experiencing it the first time, Every time. over and over again. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you make an album like this better. And it's all one like, man. This is all yeah, Jacob Bornfot from Sweden. Yeah, I was I was reading about him, uh, or just vaguely to yeah. get an idea. And... You know the the one thing that the um, 
angry metal dipshit or whatever said in his review of it was that it like didn't brighten it. Don't give me that look, Matt. I don't know his name is. Angry Metal Guy is the name of the website. Yeah, so uh, we'll call him Phyllis. Uh, so Phyllis's review was like, well, it doesn't do anything new. I'm like, it doesn't, but it's done everything before. Like, I, I don't... This is like the Brian Danielson of albums. Like he's not he's not pushing the medium forward, but he's displaying a mastery of yeah. everything that has led up to this point. And I'm like that's like that's a generational talent right there. He is he is like he's the type of person you could throw into any black metal band and he'd make it better. I I, I guess Matt, true... what uh, what kept this album out of your top five, Matt? I mean, kind of what the heavy angry metal guy album says, like in in. It, it, this, I think that the reason this rated so low for me is I listened to this in in a slew with other black metal releases. Um, I liked the Funeral Pyre a lot. It was in my top ten. It was a fantastically captivating album. Um, but having had just listened to a lot of medieval and melodic black metal and other kind of black metal that are really pushing things and doing a lot of very dynamic, interesting new stuff. And specifically because I had just listened to Moonlight Sorcery, um, which does, which is just my favorite parts of this album, but as an album and that's it, it's just like epic chilling and cold and riffs and riffs and riffs on top of riffs. And Kevain does that at times and then mixes in, as Kyle said, influences from across the history of black metal. Um, really across the history of melodic black metal and I felt that I was like oh that's really cool but like it was just really cool versus Moonlight Sorcery or Hell to Kavak or Vehemence who committed to a thing and then just did it so fucking well where I feel like it probably I, I feel like for me it probably is more impactful because I don't have that prior knowledge yeah, well, so for he, me, I'm just like, wow, look at all this cool shit they're doing. He does he does all of the best parts of all of the different versions of Mellow Black. The problem is I was listening to a bunch of Mellow Black when I listened to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is another good one. But his last album I thought was a little bit more raw and straightforward, so this is going to get bumped down on the list. It's literally in sandwiched. It's like there are four, there are five Mellow Black albums that are all sandwiched next to each other. And this is the one that just happened to get bumped off the list. And I kind of had a feeling Nick or Kyle was going to put it on their list. So I was more comfortable putting it lower. All right. Well, Nick, this was your second album of the mid-year. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I kind of want to reiterate your point that about halfway through the album, they take a victory lap. Yeah. And it's really kicked off with Sulfur Fire. Oh, My yeah. God, dude. It's like it's just banger, 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 banger. Guess what, guys? We're back, and just yeah. sulfur fire. And it's I, I love it so much because it's very reminiscent, and it kind of feels like a tribute to Necrophobic's uh, song Sarbomb. It has the yep. same cadence to it, and that song's also just a banger. And it's one of those like rare black metal songs where you can like you want to like dance to it, you want to like get moving, like just like open up that freaking pit and like let's go, man. This Girl album, spinny spins. Yeah, this album is a bop and a half. Like I. If Power Paladin didn't release this year, this would probably be my number one pick. Is Power Paladin your number one so far? It is. 
Well, hey, I made a mistake with gold. You make a mistake with Power Paladin. <laughs> Kyle, Everyone's this is you pick, you and I are synced. This is our album of the mid-year. You and I, we, we had a pretty good run together today. Uh, are, th are there any extra details you'd like to add? Yes. Um, Nick stole the stick from me. Uh, I showed him in the car, and he's like, oh, these guys are good. And I put him in the Discord. He forgot about it. Then he got Concussing, he's like, hey, Kyle, check this band out. I'm like, that, that was really fucking funny. <laughs> that, that, that's Nick, re Nick rediscovered this album due to mental, like, getting hurt. Yeah. yeah Double murder, suicide. Yeah, yeah, I got concussed, yeah. like, a month ago and, like, had nothing to do. So I'm like, oh, I'll just catch up on music. Totally forgot about these guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, everyone needs to know about them. And Kyle's Matt, like, Matt, you buddy. and Taryn need to have... Uh, Need to have some some defense techniques. Yeah, you know, you know, I I will say there is. Now that we've reached the end of our list, I I just want to say how happy I am that one thing didn't happen. No one picked Boombox from Fozzie. Thanks. <laughs> which is Fozzie which came is, out with an which album. Is, yeah, <laughs> which is my tip. I, I I had I had I had I kind of already mentioned my big honorable mention, which is Moonlight Sorcery, um, which I would have probably could have taken health of Bad's place and probably will by the end of the year. Um, but my dishonorable mention was Boombox by Fozzie. Uh, only almost every song on the album has under a hundred or 200,000 listens. Two of the songs were singles and I think used somewhere else. So they have more, more listens, but man, man, did Fozzie release another album this year. I mean, Fozzie's only ever had three good songs. Yeah. It's Judas, Sandpaper was alright, and then I feel like there was a third one that was, like, a, on a TNA pay-per-view one. I don't know, I'm trying to give... Anyway, uh, if you want to listen to a good pro wrestling band, you should listen to Brody King's band, God's Hate, which I've listened to a bit, and they're pretty alright. They I do some of the, the uh... Okay, Matt disagrees. Um, no, no, like, I'm, like, trying to remember how, how it was. I think they were good. They do one of uh, Brody's themes in oh, okay. AW. They, I think they do the tag theme with him and Malachi. Yeah, this is some, like... This is, yeah, these guys are rad. I'm listening to them now. Yeah. Their, their, 2000, their 2021 album is pretty fucking raw. So, uh, we've made it to the end of the list. Um, I feel like for the most part, outside of really three controversial picks, I feel like we were pretty all synced up. Yeah. Yeah, we all thought yeah. Kyle's albums were terrible, except for his number one pick, which was great. And, and, and all of my picks were generally acceptable and good. Uh, Nick didn't put any tr trad on his list this year, so I liked all his picks. Um, and I, for the most part, agree with Ben. Yeah. Gold was a miss. Yikes. Uh, yikes. but you know what? So that's what happens when you put, that should be a testament to the fact that people should not put stock in my opinions on this <laughs> podcast, that, that I am the gateway to see what people who actually listen to music think. Um, but yeah, uh, congrats to Kavane. We'll see how they last at the end of the year. Uh, but you know what? 
We're not going to have four of these this year, but it sure would be good if we did for no other reason than I could do an outro with sometimes the fourth time's the charm. Good night and good morning. Um, oh, hi, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Guys, you can't just say <laughs> hi to Rebecca. She's, we're recording. God damn it. Matt and them all say hi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I can feel your disappointment. <laughs> Yeah.